Hi there. Well, now that you're here, we're all in the company of your cool aunt. I'm Sam. And I'm Ted. And this is the Your Cool Aunts podcast, where we follow the lives and times of cool aunts through Claire's diary. So, welcome back. And if you're new here, you can join the conversation in our Facebook group. There's more on our website and Twitter and Instagram. So, follow us, like us, subscribe. Come Give us over. a five-star rating. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Let's get to it. Hi. Hey there. We have a very interesting diary in front of us. Just saying. Every diary entry is interesting. Well, you know, it's a, good, it's a great story. Claire shares great stories with us. That's true. Claire's note this week, like every week, gives us a preview into what she's thinking about. My understanding is that she selects a diary entry for a purpose, or maybe just something that's on her mind, or she's reminded of when she wrote this entry various times, and she selects them. And then she writes a note to give a little bit of context to introduce the concept. The diary entry, right? right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, that said, nieces, aunts, and friends, as she loves to address us all. And Claire says, I know, I know, I know. I've taken you down this road before, and yes, it is about getting together with a group of women for dinner, and yes, it's in the same place, too, the same table. But I think everyone knows and understands the value of familiarity. The place around the corner where everybody knows your name, be it Cheers or the bodega that has the remedy you need at 2 a.m., those places. And so it is with our favorite restaurant, too. Anyway, we look forward to the new people that always show up with enthusiasm and curiosity. They've heard so much about this ever-expanding group of women who are dedicated to this notion of cool aunts. For those of us who have been here from early on, this is our normal. She puts air quotes around normal. For a first-timer, it must feel like a lot to take in all at once. So many personalities, insider jokes, and the stories. The stories are what we're here for, after all. A quick thought. Claire gets together with people she knows. This is a standing thing. They get together for a dinner once in a while. I don't know, what is it, once a month or whenever they can, I whenever guess. Whenever they can, I guess. And, um, you know, it's for the, for the company, for the curiosity, for the... It's like a dinner club. For the coolants of the world. Coolants dinner club. Yeah. And she continues, she says, it's all about the sharing over a table. Much like the women in all of our lives and long before we arrived on the scene, too. We learned from them, and they shared the details of living over those family tables. And now that we, meaning our extended families, have scattered across states and even countries, those old, and she puts in quotes, over-the-table scenarios are lost forever, I guess. But not if we open our eyes to see the other cool aunts in our lives, to let them in, to learn and to share. That's the purpose of the dinners, the stories, the growing list of friends, and the same old restaurant, too. At least the table can be a familiar one. Well, Claire. That's very cool. Ha! Huh, not what I expected. What did you expect? I don't know, but it's not what I expected. <laughs> it just took a different turn. You must turn. have expected something. <laughs> but I think she makes a good point, though, uh, in her note when she says, you know, what she, what we used to have. 
close family members or families close by. Several generations. Several generations, even living in the same house, you know, grandparents or what have you. And now that's really changed and people are scattered across the country, siblings and cousins and whatnot. So this is a a kind of a place she's created or she and her friends have created to replicate that closeness of people who know each other, I guess. I'm a teensy weensy bit envious of this. Yeah, that is kind of cool. It would be nice to go to a a cool aunt's dinner club. Are we not doing it virtually right here? Actually, we are. This this is the cool aunt's dinner club, except we're not eating dinner. (laughs) I guess we could have a Zoom party or something. Or we could do a podcast. Or we could do a podcast. But there is something really, you know, comforting to be able to meet up with a group of people you know fa- pretty well, you know. And I well, think then that's... it's nice to bring somebody new along too to introduce. Shall I open the diary? Yeah. And Claire writes, same time, place, and table. We have a small sort of a collection of women who get together about once a month for dinner. Our ages span decades. And we work in completely unrelated fields. Well, most of us anyway. A few of us have known each other for some years, and others are newer to the group. We've been intent on keeping these dinners easy, and we always manage to bring along someone new. Introducing people seems to avoid the possibilities of boredom or worse, the conflict that can bubble up just from too much closeness and familiarity. Well, if that ain't true, huh? Yeah. I can understand that. Well said. That's a nice solution. Bring somebody else in, and that sort of makes people act right, you know. Well, it also gives you a different, you know, adding somebody into the mix gives you a different perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Not that that person should be, you know, highlighted or anything, but they get to meet new people, and those people who are around the table the, the good mm-hmm. old aunts, yeah. I guess you'd call them, get to meet someone new. So it adds, it, it's an infusion of newness. To you it. know, I think it, when someone new has joined a group, I think it elevates self-awareness among all the people present, you know, not slip into old bad habits or, you know, inside, too much insider joke or that kind of stuff and, you know, being welcoming to the new person. And getting to know someone new. Yeah. Yeah. I think groups that are so insular that never grow tend to wind up being a disadvantage to the members and groups that are open and allow new people to come in, you know, bring, Mm -hmm. you know, bring some new energy, if you will, to the group. I think recently I said I was, I forgot what we were talking about, but I mentioned that I really like living in a place where there are different generations of people all around you, you know, young couples, older people, younger, little kids. I just think the mix is important. Same thing here. So she continues, During these dinners, there's never much that falls into the category of news. There is far more opinion about whatever else might come up. I think it might be the combination of easiness and new personalities that's been key to the longevity of these get-togethers. Although my descriptions of our conversations may portray them as sounding a bit random, they're most definitely not. The one thing that brings us together, that is a constant, is our interest in design. And boy, she underscores that three times. One, two, three. We're all fascinated by it in any and all aspect of our lives. At home or work, what we wear, where we travel, how we do it all. This is the core idea of our interests, of our shared interests. 
the design in our lives and the attitude of the woman who embodies it, who lives it, is a cool aunt. I think uh, what she means about news is they don't talk about politics. I think what they do when they get together is probably introduce the new person and then get into a discussion about either somebody's travel uh, oh, or somebody's done something new to their house right. or they found a new place to buy, you know, an antique or whatever. I think it's more <laughs> that it's, kind of thing. It's funny you say that because here's how I took it. I took it that most of them know each other well, so there's not much new because they've already communicated it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see what you mean. I don't know. I have no idea. Which but since is. the last time they've gotten together, maybe something has occurred and maybe mm-hmm. that's what the well, yeah. interest, where the interest lies. Okay. Back to the topic of our dinners, says Claire. The last one wasn't exceptional in any way. It was basically the same group of women, time, and restaurant. And usually a week or so before said dinner, we go through a round of text messages about new restaurant suggestions. It ultimately gives way to tradition, and we end up making the same reservation in our favorite place, which is tiny and very busy. We have the same cramped front corner table for at least three hours where tipping strategy eases the pressure to oust us sooner. (laughs) (laughs) The waitress is an old pro who by now is an honorary member of our group. She understands us. The bottles of wine are emptied and replaced without notice other than the obvious impact. (laughs) This script sounded more fun by the minute here. A little raucous. Um... The volume and I told you the volume and laughter grow, tend to grow with the late night hum of the place as the bar area overflows and drifts into our corner. There's nothing like that kind of restaurant where yep. it's tiny and it's kind of neighborhoodish. I guess people know each other. You know the waitress, another and the bartender, whatever. It's funny how people who aren't from New York don't understand that there are neighborhood restaurants in New York, right? Right, where people do really know your name. And it's and there's a certain energy that fills in the mm-hmm. place, yeah, um, yeah. regardless of whether you're at that table, that little front table she's talking mm-hmm. about. But there's a hum and there's an energy and there's a aliveness to it that I don't know where else you find that. You know? I know. That's and the regulars know each other. You may not be sitting at the same table with somebody, but you might see somebody mm-hmm. at a bar that you... Yeah, it's you the kind, kind of place you could them. bring friends or you could go in alone and sit at the bar and... Yeah. She says... On more than one occasion, there has been someone waiting for a table who ends up, perhaps unavoidably, joining our conversation as the wait at the bar swells right into our corner. Rainy or snowy nights seem to be the busiest. Everyone looking for comfort in this friendly place with steam-streaked windows. But this night was a gentle, long evening and as pleasant as you can imagine. Hmm. Oh, man. Let's go. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'd love to go to one, a place like that now. <sighs> I was thinking of a restaurant we, we go to quite a bit, and it's, it's a beautiful restaurant, but it's so staid. You know, there's no hum. You know, it's like little individual pods of people around mm-hmm. the tables, you know, but yeah. it doesn't have that electric kind of energy to it that this particular restaurant she's talking about has. And I think that is a New York thing. For those of you who live in New York and other places. Yeah, I think that in those kinds of places, you need, there needs to be a personality in the place. And sometimes it's it's an owner or like a maitre d' type who's, you know, seating people and keeping the place running. And sometimes it's the bartender, frankly. And um, yeah, 
or a waiter or a waitress who says, oh, yeah, there's a seat over there, you know? Yeah, it, it could formal. be the collective personality of the wait staff or, yeah, yeah, that's true. So, shall I? Oh, continue? go ahead. Okay. Sure. So Grace brought someone new to join us. Oh, Grace. We've heard of Grace before. Yes, we did. And this name is S-I-D-O-N-I-E. How would you Sidoni. say Sidoni. Sidoni? Huh. If I remember my literature, was Colette's mother. Really? I think so. I'm almost certain she was Colette's mother. Fascinating. Cool name. I have not seen that before. Sidoni. So Grace brings Sidoni. Sidoni is the new person. They've worked together in PR for a while. So navigating big personalities comes with their territory. And neither one of them can be described as shy. (laughs) It was around the beginning of the third hour... Okay, they're really into it. So it really is, yeah, a long time. When Sidoni's patience clearly grew a bit thin, and we were too deep into a series of stories from our college summers, and she was really decent, decent enough for following along until she stopped everyone mid-sentence and demanded an explanation saying, I still don't get it, quote, who are all of these women that you're calling cool aunts? And who is Laurent? It's a secret society, Sidoni. She says, can... I'm confused. Are all these stories about actual aunts? <laughs> Exclamation point, question mark, <laughs> close quote. Frankly, it was a welcome break in our nonstop action. Besides the fact, it was just a funny moment. <laughs> so I wonder how many women around the table were cool aunts. You know, we're obviously they're all friends and probably knew about this cool aunt yeah. idea before. So when she comes in and she, you know, they're talking about these other, this cool aunt thing, as she says, who are they? What are they? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's the time when being the outsider is really an outsider because they haven't clued her in as to who these cool aunts are. Yeah. Right? She was, she was, she was being pretty cool sitting through the dinner for several hours here. Right. Either. A few glasses of wine will open up yeah. anybody's <laughs> consciousness. Right. Here comes the honesty juice. <laughs> The truth serum. So who is this? What are these people? Who are these people? The next section says, everyone stopped to listen. Everyone at the table, as well as a few stationed by the bar, paused their conversations and turned to me waiting for an explanation. I guess Sidoni kind of made a little bit of a ruckus. (laughs) (laughs) Even the bartender stopped to listen. It felt like the whole place paused in silence. And now it was up to me. I should explain cool aunt how it all started, and of course, Laurent's role in so many of the stories. And I stumbled, and I stumbled, and looking for simplicity, and said, you know, this is about so much more than a single event or a person. It's more than that. It's about an attitude. It's about style. But it's more about design and life and looking for inspiration. And Laurent, who started all of this, She is my aunt, and she was the first woman I noticed who seemed to have it all. The taste, the elegance, the style. So yes, the tag of cool aunt was that simple in the beginning. Anything to do with a woman of style. My own very cool Aunt Laurent. But like everything in these stories of ours, there's much more to it. And that's the end of Claire's quote to to the group that was stop to listen to her. And Claire continues in the diary and she says, oh, before I continue. No, I was just wondering if that was the, if there was a response to that. No, that's, she just closes the quote. 
she quoted herself. So right? she's talking about Laurent as a cool aunt, right? And all these yeah, other Yeah, so she says, people. yeah, you know, she's talking to Sidani and anybody else who's listening, really. And she says, yeah, it's about an aunt, and it, my aunt started this, but we're we're people who are interested in the way things are done and style. and Cool so, women. Yep. So she says, I do realize we tend to overlook detail when change is gradual because we created this notion of cool aunt so long ago and used it so frequently, we never stopped to consider it in any real depth other than to argue over whether a particular woman had met the standard or not. (laughs) It was organic in the sense that we instinctively knew what it meant, and it grew as we did. Anyway, finally, I blurted out to the group, and she quotes herself again, and she says, the bottom line is this. A cool aunt is a woman you notice, and if you knew her, you could talk to her about things that you wouldn't talk about with your own mother. Because with a cool aunt, there is no burden of shared history, the type that builds gradually and unnoticed from knowing one another too well, especially the faults and failures. That's a pretty cool description. Okay. I mean, it's a pretty clear description. I'm I'm surprised at, at this point, you know, Claire has shared many diary entries with us now. And I'm surprised that, you know, it comes up again defining cool aunt. But, you know, we're learning through the eyes of a newbie, of Sidoni, right? That's true. We've had some interesting diary entries where Laurent enlightens Claire about something that Claire may have been concerned about. And we got to perceive what she meant to her. There's no judgment, that sort of thing, from her aunt to her. But I think this is a clarification of... It's not just her aunt, a blood relative who's an aunt, but it's any woman, right? Oh, yeah. Who is like this. I like the idea of no judgment because I'm thinking a cool aunt is usually, or an aunt, is somebody that you don't see on a daily basis who doesn't, you don't deal with the day-to-day stuff. It's the highlights of your life that they come into. The parties and the graduations and the visits to the exactly summer cabins yeah. they and those don't, things. Cool aunts don't need to get you to school on time. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Make you do your homework or anything like that. Right? So you see them from a different perspective and they see you from a different perspective too. So now we know what that means. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. And Claire writes another subtitle here and she says, and then everything seemed to change. The tenor of the conversation had changed from raucous to quietly focused. It was at that leaning-in part of a conversation when I realized we had a few curious onlookers waiting for more. And then she opens quotes again, and she says, While my Aunt Laurent defines the standard for those who know of her, these women, any, or all of our cool aunts, she is that woman who is noticed for the design in and of her own life. Her taste and confidence evident in every detail. Well, Yeah, that really sums it up, doesn't it? Yep. Finally, Grace jumped in to help by qualifying this description, noting that the observations could go on indefinitely. Instead, she suggested sharing a more well-known cool aunt story, a check and then a consensus. Claire, this is, this is Grace speaking now. She says, Claire... Tell them what happens in a room full of people when Laurent enters. That's the essence of it all. I agreed. It didn't take a moment for me to recall the rainy night Laurent arrived at our house unexpectedly. So I told him this part of a diary story that I had shared with you last season. Back then I called it Laurent's arrival on a rainy night. And here's the part that I shared on this night with this dinner. 
And so she gives like a two-paragraph quote here that begins like this. It says, It was the kind of night when an early darkness consumed the front porch. No one has bothered to flip the front lights on. No one is expected. Interruption. The sound of a car door closing and then accelerating away. A moment passes and then a burst of fast knocking, followed by, where are you? Let me in. You can't possibly be in bed yet. Ah, it's Laurent. She broke the depressing night, entering the hall with her heels in her hand, and she plunked her ever-present weekend bag onto my shoulder. She kissed every one of us, both cheeks, hugs. We're all thrilled. My mother was more amused than thrilled. This is her younger half-sister, the world traveler. Laurent is always in motion, always beautiful, in any setting, including this rain-soaked cold night. I love the fact that her visits were always unannounced. Showing up unexpected turned the night around far more dramatically than a planned visit ever could. Hopefully, she'd stay for the weekend and turn that around, too. Everything about Laurent fascinated me, and I wanted to be her when I grew up, and I needed to find out how. Although she is my cool aunt, I think you might all know her, too. <laughs> I could see, I you know, I, I just that. felt that I felt like I was in this little restaurant and everyone's gone quiet and they're all looking and listening. Well, Have you ever had that stories. experience when you're engaged in a com- uh, animated conversation with somebody and all of a sudden you realize a bunch of other people have been listening? Yeah, yeah. That's a good story. That's yeah. a really good story. Well, there's part of the story there that she didn't quote, which I think is even better. And it's when Claire was looking out the window upstairs and she saw that car pull up and she saw Laurent kissing someone in the car. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then, you know, she comes out and Laurent says to leans over and whispers to her, was that you in the window? Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. I wonder if that's the person who was in the picture. Ah. In what picture? The picture, the photograph. Oh, the vintage the photograph. The vintage photograph, which is another. With the, leather ba- with the leather weekend bag you're referencing, right? Right, yes. Oh, God. I think we covered that. So in, now you have two yeah. to revisit. Season one, episode one, which is Laurent's arrival. Mm. And then season two, a vintage photograph. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what it was. Claire continues. She says, I was pretty sure that most of the group knew exactly what the term cool aunt meant. But I wasn't completely sure if my story was enough to explain how we've come to identify a woman who is independent, elegant, and self-possessed, appreciative, and committed to design, actually the design of her own life, and the way it looks and feels to her. This is the essence of what we call a cool aunt. As a kid, I idolized Laurent, and made her infamous with the stories I shared with my similarly obsessed friends. And then from then on, we labeled every woman who fit this description in full or part as a cool aunt, meaning she was like Laurent. And then we assessed one another with the same standard of measure that holds true to this day. We still do it to each other. Well, that's it. No, there's a little bit more. I just took a little breather. Yeah, that is a, that is a, well, she's really encapsulated. I'm I'm interested that feelings. Claire has gone back a little bit. Well, she hasn't really, she hasn't, she hasn't gone back in time. She's referencing an old diary entry. And this is a recent event, the dinner, with this gaggle of friends she has. 
but she's offering up another reminder of defining cool aunt and who they are, what they do, what they're like. Well, I also think she's referring back to, you know, the init- her initial understanding of cool aunt when her aunt came to right. the house that night. Mm-hmm. And that perspective is very different than her perspective or it has developed, yeah. if you will, to what she feels is a cool aunt now. You know what I mean? So yeah. she reflects back, but she also brings you to what she has learned and what she what she views well, as the cool aunt now. It's cumulative. There's so much right. more to it. When she was a kid, it was just like, oh, Laurent travels and, you know, she shows up late at night and she's just cool, you know? I think she was cool because she wasn't her mother at that point. <laughs> she was mysterious, yeah. Okay, this is the last section. I'll finish up here. On this night, Sidonie proved her patient's credentials. She waited and listened carefully to all of the descriptions, the interruptions and bumps in my attempts for clarity. And finally, she found the right moment to announce that she too had cool aunts in her life, asking rhetorically, doesn't everybody? (laughs) By the end of the dinner, I think everyone agreed that the notion of a cool aunt is not unusual. The terminology might vary, but the relationship is like a friendship. You want to know her and, on some level, you want to be like her too. Hmm. Passing the coolness from one woman to another. That's what it's about. It is. It is. And having friends to discuss it. I was thinking before we go, I also think it's it's interesting that this group that gets together, the stories that they tell, because they all have stories about coulants too, right? Now that oh, they're sure. now yeah. that they are they understand the whole coulant concept. Yeah, Claire, share, Claire is sharing her diary with us. Right. It's not that they all keep diaries, but they all have coulant stories. Right. I mean that's right. what this is all about, right? Right. Well, she talks about in I forgot which episode when she talks about her friends way back when she was a kid saw her aunt Laurent as you know ooh la la right they were you know they just thought she was wonderful and how they would look at other women to say oh is that a cool aunt right so they had this thing going as to how they categorized people as cool aunts or not so now we have a group of women who are doing it so the cool aunts everywhere not just Claire yeah now Sidoni a new member of the group and Grace and I don't know who else is in this party. Well, you know, it's not a hard fixed standard. It sort of follows the women. <laughs> follows the women. I don't, I don't women. know how else to say it. Well, what do you think out there? How about we keep the conversation going? We want to hear from you in the Facebook group. Who's your cool aunt? Share your thoughts with us. You know what? Don't forget Instagram, too, because pictures speaks a thousand words. Yep. I guess that's it for this week. Okay. I'm Sam. And I'm Ted. We'll see you next week when we're back back at the the mic. mic.